0: Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I want to piggyback on last week's podcast with Carrie Bennett and continue the discussion of approaching health at a quantum biological level. I am so happy that she was here to kind of distill it down for us and explain that what we're really talking about is affecting health at the subatomic level and that the quantum field as she sees it and as I see it is God. I didn't know she was going to be so open about that here. I was really surprised. I mean, pleasantly surprised that she brought it back to God as much as she did. You know, it's not the framework through which she teaches and that's okay. But I had seen a few posts and heard a few references that led me to believe that she does know the Lord. So when I reached out to her and actually when I reach out to all potential guests, I mean, I don't necessarily know if they're Christian or not, you know, um, and it's not always the criteria I lead with. Sometimes it is, but not always. I ask people to come on who um, inspire me with their information, who I want to learn more from, um, or you know, if I'm inspired by their story. But I always tell them ahead of time that I'm gonna ask for their anchor verse, and so I figure between that and you know, and the name of this podcast, which is clearly Christian, if they're not comfortable with that, then they will decline. And of course, I ask God to God guide, guide the right people here. One thing I have found interesting is that I've had some guests who I can tell have either been somewhat disconnected from the Lord for a while, or never had the opportunity to connect his word with their work. And me, you know, asking them their favorite Bible verse just really jiggles up their brain, (laughs) I think in the best way. I had one guest tell me um, offline how much that, having to share a Bible verse here, how that impacted her, um, and how she had to really sit with it, and think about what she was going to say and what she was going to share and that she talked about it with her friends and she was a little nervous about it and she had to decide and and it really I mean it made her think so deeply about God's word and I just how wonderful is that 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 one question that I was going to ask her provoked so much thought on the Lord and even conversation with her friends. I just I feel like God is using this podcast in more ways than we know and that is a beautiful thing and I think that this podcast you know provides that space and opportunity for people to um, to share openly and freely I mean where else are they going to do that you know a lot of these are scientists operating in their kind of scientific box and so to come on here and have the space to share freely share freely and integrate their faith and their work is a rare opportunity anyway that's just a little peek behind the curtain here at the Christian Health Club podcast but let's kind of dive in with what I want to talk about today as you know God put the idea of the genesis prescription on my heart way before I really understood how deep that that could go I didn't know anything about quantum science I just knew that getting sun was good for circadian rhythm and grounding could give you electrons even though I didn't exactly understand how that worked but I didn't have to have all the answers to trust it and to practice it. Because even though I didn't know the science, I knew the Lord and I could believe that he would make these things in nature good for us and beyond my understanding, okay? One of the first verses I came across when I was putting together the Genesis prescription comes from Romans one twenty. It says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from the things he has made. And that verse just really nailed it for me. You know, although we may not be able to see the healing qualities the earth offers or the sun offers, they are there, they are present. We may not see God, but we see his power at work every day. His presence is always with us. We see him in what he has made. His invisible qualities become tangible by the existence of creation. I mean, he spoke life into these elements. His very breath, his ruach, which is the Hebrew word for breath, spirit, life force. It's kind of all rolled into one. But his ruach is what powered and continues to power the life of creation. In Job 34, it says, if it were his intention and he withdrew his spirit and his breath, all humanity would perish together and mankind would return to dust and where it says breath in um, in this verse in the hebrew translation it's ruach okay so god's breath his touch is embedded in these elements of creation and we can experience that we experience his healing touch when we put ourselves in touch with his creation you know we connect with his divine nature When we connect with nature and so I guess the first point is you don't have to understand subatomic biology to believe that God would make creation a healing chamber for us I mean we're Christians believing is our thing right I mean Jesus said blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. We may not see or understand how the light frequencies change over the course of the day and how each free frequency signals the body in a specific way. We may not see the electrons like coming out of the grass and you know plopping up into our feet. We also don't see the electricity behind the walls of our house, you know, powering everything to work. And yet, we have full confidence that if we walk over to the wall and flip the switch, the lights are going to come on, right? So, it's kind of basically that same principle. I mean, I think we all recognize that the sun's intensity is different in the morning than it is at noon, right? We've always been told, be careful of that sun between 10 and 2 because that's when you're most likely to get burned. What is handy to know is that you can precondition your skin with that UVA light, getting some sun on your skin between, eh, you know, 8am to 10am to help you prevent from burning in the stronger UVB light, which we need to make vitamin D. I mean, why would God make the sun the primary way we're supposed to get vitamin D if we weren't supposed to get some sun, right? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't mean we have to get out there and fry ourselves like I did back in the day. Um, (laughs) I'm not proud of that. Um, But it means we are meant to be able to tolerate some UVB sunshine and the full spectrum of light frequencies. I think it's so beautiful to think about the way that the sun makes its arc from sunrise to sunset and how it sort of goes through the whole color spectrum of the rainbow, like orange, yellow, green, blue. And and then when it's at its peak at solar noon, all of the colors are present. So it's like you're getting your full spectrum rainbow of color at peak sun time. You know, we always hear to eat the rainbow, but we also want to out there and soak in the rainbow too. The light is so good for us. And that UVB light also acts like a probiotic by diversifying our microbiome. Isn't that amazing? Um, But again, make sure and build your tolerance to UVB light by spending some time in the UVA light to help prepare your skin. Like we talked about last week, you don't want to just jump out on a Saturday at noon and try to get your Vitamin D, when you haven't been in the sun at all, you need to prep your skin and that earlier light during the day really helps prepare your skin for more intense light. That UVA light is also key coming in through our eye and signaling our brain to make serotonin, which is what gets transformed into melatonin to be released later in the evening. But you need that serotonin to make the melatonin and all you have to do is be outside during those um, early mid-morning hours without glasses or sunglasses to let that signal hit your brain and then as the sun goes down and those light frequencies reverse in the order that they came in from the morning to noon so you know morning to noon we're like building up to that rainbow time at solar noon and then from noon to sunset we're kind of decreasing in the light frequencies right and so um as they fade into that sunset that's what's telling your pineal gland to release the melatonin but remember that blue light that you expose yourself to at night from led light bulbs and phone screens that tells your body it's daytime the strength of the artificial blue light is so strong it basically tells your body it's around noon those receptors in your brain are like okay Hold your fire, hold your fire pineal gland. Not time to release melatonin yet. And so, when you're exposing yourself to so much of that blue light in the evening, you're, you're not getting the benefit of that sleep hormone at the right time. And melatonin is not just a sleep hormone, it's one of your body's greatest scavengers of free radicals in the body. I mean, you go to sleep. And your melatonin goes to work like pac-man like mowing down free radicals that cause oxidative stress to the body oxidative stress is like the rusting of your cells it ages you more quickly you need that melatonin circulating to help come um, combat that remember that blue light is only naturally present during the daylight hours and when it's present in nature it's present alongside other light frequencies like red and infrared and these other colors that help kind of dilute it and buffer it. But when you get it from your computer screen or, you know, your phone or the, your LED, you know, lamp, it's basically a straight shot of blue, which is unnatural in and of itself. But when you get it in the evening, it's doubly unnatural for the body. You know, what's really sad is that incandescent light bulbs are being outlawed in favor of LED lights, but LED light is mostly blue light. Even when we're under LED blue light during the day, which is more appropriate timing, it's not appropriate in frequency. It doesn't have those complementary colors to kind of ease that blow. You know, it's like a straight shot. LED lights and lights from your devices suppress melatonin by about 80%, whereas incandescent light bulbs impact it significantly, significantly less because there's more red um, and other colors in there to ease the blow. But those incandescent light bulbs, they require more energy. They're, that infrared light, the red, the infrared light gives off some of that light as heat. And so the powers that be want to outlaw them, you know, um, because they're more energy, more energy, uh, take more energy to produce light. You know, never mind that LEDs are not good for our health. It's just very unfortunate. And another reason. I don't trust the government with my health. Um, okay, so my friend Monica from the Still Workout, remember when I had her on the podcast, she must have listened and thank you, Monica. And she asked me on Facebook what the optimal outdoor light schedule looks like. And so if we're talking about ideal circumstances, you wanna hit the four major transitional light points, which would be sunrise, morning UVA, which is you know around 8 to 10 a.m., afternoon UVB which is strongest at noon like we talked about and then sunset right so we kind of hit those major transitional points over the day and you can use an app like the circadian app it's just called circadian that's the name of the app or you could use something like D dminder um, that app which will help you get a better feel for when um, UVB is strongest in your area and like Carrie said don't let perfection be the enemy of progress. You don't have to be outside for 30 minutes or even 10 minutes. Any amount of minutes is helpful, even one minute. But three minutes is a good goal to shoot for. If you're looking for therapeutic doses, um, then you do want to spend a longer time, whatever you can give. But again, any time is absolutely worthy. I would prioritize the morning light if like, you had to choose. Um, and if you're just starting out and, you know, you're like, I can't be out there all day, we'll start with the morning light because it really does set the tone for the day. You know, that blue light is what signals cortisol. Cortisol is the governing hormone of the day and melatonin is the governing hormone of the night. And cortisol should um, taper off naturally as the sun go down goes down and that's when melatonin should kick in. But like we've said, that morning light is playing into all of that right? It's playing into the cortisol and it's playing into the melatonin because we're building the serotonin to make the melatonin later in the day. So that morning light's a really good time to prioritize. Another good tip is that if you're having an afternoon slump, instead of reaching for the coffee or the chocolate, go outside for a sun break. You know, usually we're inside all day under artificial light, which... I just find so draining in certain places. Like when I go to my kids school for stuff, I mean, I immediately start yawning. (laughs) I feel so sorry for the kids, the students there. I think those lights are just so, oh, they're just, they're just draining of energy. But anyway, um, taking a quick sun break can be really rejuvenating in the afternoon. Speaking of school, I'm really looking forward to being out for the summer, which is right around the corner. I'm so excited. Um, because right now sunrise is happening right in the middle of like all of our morning routine things with my family, you know? And I'll hear the little notification from my circadian app going off and telling me to go outside because it's sunrise. And um the, the notification is just like little birds chirping. It's just lovely. <laughs> and I'm usually right in the middle of doing something, I'm like, ah, the birds are chirping and I can't go outside um, but I will I'll go out even if it's just for a minute if I can but I'm looking forward to the summer when there's less morning time pressure around here um, so that will be nice I have also been trying to wear my red light glasses um, in the morning more often because I do get up so early and I do start work on my computer before the sun rises and although I do have a red light filter I um, I have a red light filter both on my computer and on my phone i use iris on my computer it's like 199 a month and it just puts this red light filter on and you kind of forget it's even there after a while but when your computer reboots and it flashes the normal blue screen before the red light filter kicks back in you're like whoa like you can really tell how much difference it's making if you've never used a red light filter or blue locker glasses, especially the, the amber tinted ones, I mean, that change to blue light is significant. You don't realize the burden to your eyes until you take it away. And then especially when you add it back in, it's kind of like when you have a food sensitivity that you didn't realize was causing you so much discomfort, and then you remove it and you feel so much better. My, um, my Christmas present to myself this year was a pair of Viva Rays those are some these red light glasses i'd been wanting some for a long time but they're kind of pricey but what is cool about them why i like them is that you can get a base pair of glasses which is kind of like your regular blue light blocker glasses with that yellowish tint lens um, but really high quality i realize now that a lot of those cheapy ones you can get at target or off amazon aren't really doing all that much you do need some quality ones So with the Viva Rays, you get that base pair of glasses, and then you can get two extra layers that are not, they're not clip-ons, but each layer can kind of, they're like magnetized. So they just like, plop, they pop right on top of the base layer. And one of them has a red tint, um, kind of that amber red tint that you can use like in the early evening. Um, as it's approaching sunset, and then a darker red lens for later in the evening after sunset. So you get this three-in-one deal. And I finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to spring for them for Christmas for myself. And I'll be darned if our brand new little puppy didn't get a hold of those. Like, after I had him for one week. One week, and our new little puppy, like, chewed off one of the arms. (laughs) I mean, they're salvageable, but... (laughs) That was like a huge kick in the gut. It was like, oh, <laughs> that's really sad. I mean, I've kind of got it, you know, jerry-rigged up and taped the arm on there. I just need to get him fixed somewhere. But that was a hard one to swallow with the new little puppy. Um, but, you know, it's funny. I rarely wear my sunglasses anymore. If you see me in my cute pink aviator ray-bans, it's either because I don't feel like I'm looking cute and I need some help Or I might be too squinty in a picture if I don't, you know, have shades on. Um, Or maybe if I'm like one of my kids' um, sports events and the sun is just really bright and right in my eyeballs, I might wear them then. But it's really rare now that I wear sunglasses. I heard Carrie, um, she's made the comparison of wearing sunglasses to like putting a trash sack over a plant. You know, how does a plant going to grow when it's covered? It needs light from the sun and we need the light from the sun through our eyes to signal our brain. Luke eleven thirty four 34 says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body is also full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. You need the light to give your body life and make everything work to be healthy. The other thing I want to point out about sunlight is that it only interacts with electrons. Okay. So photons, which are these packets of light, interact with the electrons in our body. You might remember from the podcast I did um, called The Electron Diet that a huge foundation of health hinges on our body having a net negative charge. Being more negative than positive, which happens when we have more electrons than protons. Too many protons and not enough electrons is an equation for inflammation. Inflammation has a net positive charge. Okay, so good health has a net negative charge. Poor health has a net positive charge. Um, And I know that sounds so backwards, but that's just the case. And each day, our body attempts to maintain a negative charge by gaining electrons and excreting excess protons. And our body has built-in mechanisms to do this. We get rid of excess protons through secretions like sweat, urine, poop, and tears, which are all positively charged and why we feel so much better after a good poop, a good sweat, and a good cry. Am I right? We want more electrons so that the photons those packets of sunlight can interact with them in the body to make energy and where can we get more electrons well we know from the sun and the earth because you know that if the good lord made our body with a need for electrons to be healthy he sure is going to give you an easy way to get them god did not make our healing inaccessible that's what I want people to know, what an incredible, brilliant, generous creator he is. I want people to, to make and see this connection, you know, that God is our mighty maker, the brilliant architect of the universe. The universe is not God, it is God's creation. But you will see so many in the holistic health world, especially when it comes to this kind of stuff, the woo as we call it, you know, credit the universe, so many people say that, you know, it's the universe. Christians say it. I mean, I used to say it. I always meant it in a God kind of way. But all you do when you say that is dilute God out of it. It's not giving credit where credit is due. Romans 1 says they traded God's truth for a lie and they worshiped and served the creation instead of the creator who is blessed forever. Too many in this space worship the creation instead of the creator, and y'all, we can't have that. This is why I feel so compelled to teach these quantum health principles through a biblical lens and teach them to our Christian health practitioners so that they can teach others. We need more Christian health practitioners on the ground, spread out across the country, across the world, teaching and preaching health through the word. I mean, we haven't even really described what we're teaching in the School of Christian Health and Nutrition as quantum health, but that's really what a lot of it is. I mean, we teach functional health too, digestion, detoxification, blood sugar regulation, the nervous system, hormone health, you know, all the things. But it all starts with these quantum health principles, you know, affecting the body at the subcellular or subatomic level. Like Carrie said, you can take all the supplements and do all the labs, But you will never be fully well or optimize health without addressing these foundational needs of the body, which are all right there in the book of Genesis, which is where the Genesis prescription comes from. You know, I mean, yes, maybe some ashwagandha can help support your adrenals, but girl, you need some electrons. You want to get your cortisol regulated, get out and see the sunrise. You want to get your hormones regulated, get the UVA light. You want to get your vitamin D and improved gut bacteria, get UVB light. You want to turn on your melatonin, get out and see the sunset. Again, God did not make our healing inaccessible. Psalm 105 2 says, sing to him, sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. One of the ways we can tell of all his wonderful acts is through this lens of health. When I think of grounding and how God made the earth a reservoir of electrons that we can literally just go outside and get so easily by kicking off our shoes and standing in the grass or sitting on the beach or touching the leaf of a plant, and that the earth is always being replenished with electrons through lightning, I mean, it's amazing. This is God's perfect design. Job thirty-seven fifteen says... Do you know how God controls the clouds and makes his lightning flash? Do you know how the clouds hang poised? Those wonders of him who has perfect knowledge. God has perfect knowledge of his creation. He designed it. He designed us with such purpose and intricacy and intimacy. And when we recognize and honor the way our body is made to work in relation to creation, we honor him and we grow more intimate with him. I feel like I know him more deeply. I know his generosity more deeply by understanding how he made our body to work alongside creation. I feel so grateful and humbled and awed when I am practicing these quantum habits. To me, it's like an active form of prayer and worship to our Creator, not to creation, but to our Creator. I've shared a lot of scripture (laughs) during this podcast, and ironically, not a one of them has come from Genesis. So let me run through our foundational verses for the Genesis prescription. It starts with Genesis 1 right there in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters." When you read that um, in the Spirit of God, that part, that's where the word, uh, the Hebrew word ruach is used for spirit, so that's one of those places. And then another Hebrew phrase that I think is um, kind of significant here is the one used when it says, the earth was without form and was void. And the Hebrew phrase for that is tohu vavahu, which essentially means chaos. Creation is all about the way God established order from chaos and the Genesis prescription is all about establishing order from chaos in our bodies. Chaos is inflammation. When we use the biblical principles, which are also you know, quantum bio- biology principles, we reestablish order and good health. So we use this, um, this verse to introduce our week of water. In the Genesis prescription we didn't even get into water today but um, we do I do have two podcasts that I've done on water one on hydration with Carly and then one on metabolic water which has more of this quantum vibe to it okay and then um, our next verse for Genesis M um, it comes from Genesis 1 3 and God said let there be light and there was light so this introduces our our sun. Um, part of the Genesis prescription, but what is interesting and significant is that God made light on day one of creation, but He didn't create the sun, moon, and stars until day four. But we know that the original source of light is God, is Jesus. You know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So even though we talk a lot about the sun in the Genesis prescription, we always always focus our eyes on the sun, the Son of God. Okay, um, our next verse comes from Genesis 1.10. God named the dry land earth, and this kicks off our earthing module. Well, actually, in the Genesis prescription, um, it's our week. You know, in our in our school, we have modules for each of these things. But um, in the Genesis prescription, which I run during the summertime, it's eight weeks long. So that's what I'm talking about here. I'm going through like week by week how we... kind of how we formulate this. So week three is all about earthing. That is our goal that we do. And we kick it off with this verse from Genesis 110. And then week four is um, from Genesis 129. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. So in week four of the Genesis prescription, we have our plant food challenge. Um, We're just increasing our vegetable um, and fruit intake during that week and just really talking all about the wonders of plant foods. And then in week five, we talk all about animal foods and Genesis 9-3 is kind of our anchor verse for that. Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. Just like as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. So we talk about animal foods we look into leviticus for the meats god said to eat we talk about the importance of protein Um, we set some protein goals so that's what happens um, during that week and then week six um, is all about breath and our anchor verse is genesis 2 7 which says then the lord god formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became living being so during this week we talk about the importance of breath and breathing through the nose and we practice our kingdom breathing these kind of longer slower intentional breaths through the nose week seven is all about um sleep sabbath and rest and our genesis verse is from genesis 2 3 that says then god blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. And our final week comes from Genesis 2.15. It says, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. So this week we're talking about exercise. Um, We talk about functional movement. We talk about intentional movement. We talk about the best form of exercise, which is actually walking. Um, We talk about strength training um, and we just are motivated to really see the body and appreciate the body for the way that it moves and there's your eight weeks of the genesis prescription so if this sounds interesting to you or you're looking to stay immersed in god's word and good health practices this summer then you should sign up and join us Um, we start june 5th registration is going to open in about a week It's not like a real intense schedule of doing things and keeping up with things because it's summer. And I know a lot of us, including myself, are all over the place. Um, So we just have one simple goal each week. You know, those first three weeks are related to our quantum goals, but then we kind of circle back to them throughout the rest of the weeks and tie it all together. And of course, we're integrating God's word each day to keep us focused on our creator. And listen, if you are at all interested in the Christian Health Practitioner Program in our school, this would be a great way to get a feel for, you know, how we go about it. I mean, this is like the tiniest little taste, but if you do it and it makes you hungry for more, then you'll know whether to prayerfully consider going through our Christian Health Practitioner Program. I actually have, um, I'm having one of our Christian Health Practitioners help me lead the Genesis Prescription this summer. I am so excited about that because... God is working y'all and it's really it's such a privilege to be a part of it and if you do um, go through the Genesis prescription this summer and then decide to join the school we'll apply what you paid for the Genesis prescription to your school tuition okay because our next cohort for the school I didn't even mention that we're starting it again in October we're opening up for a new class starting the first week of October um, and we'll open registration for that in September I know I just threw a lot of different dates at you. Um, So I'll be sending reminders and links and all the things in my Sunday send out. So I hope you are receiving that. If you don't already get that, then if you're not on that list, you can hop over to my website at thechristiannutritionist.com. You can get on that list. The link will also be in the show notes. All right. I want to close with this verse from Isaiah 58.8, which says, then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall speed up, spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. God's got our back, y'all. He would never create us with the needs for which he does not provide. His perfect design includes your body working in relation to creation. All you have to do is step out and receive it. All right, my friend, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon.